0: Hey homies, this is Editing Lauren coming in to let you know that this is my first in-person recording face-to-face with someone, and because I only have one mic, the audio may be a little off at times, there may be some weird noises in the background um, with the mic picking some things up, but I hope you enjoy it anyways, and I love getting to talk to my friend Amber. Hey homies, welcome back to another episode of the Uncommon Queens podcast. I'm Lauren Page and I'm here with my friend Amber. Thanks, Amber, for coming on.
1: Tell us a little bit about yourself. Of course, I'm so excited. Thank you for having me, Lauren. My name is Amber. I am from Atlanta, born and raised. Um, I have gone to school in Boston. I lived in Austin, Texas for a little bit and recently just moved back to Atlanta. Um, So I'm glad to be back in the A. Um, I currently work in insurance. Um, Previously, I was working in legal policy in tech and I'm also in grad school now um, studying public policy. So
0: Uh, that's that's what I love about you is that you just continue to
1: get better and thrive. Thank you. I try. So try, try on a good day. (laughs) What did you study in school again? Yeah, I um, double majored at Brandeis University right outside Boston in international global studies. And then my second major was African and African American studies. And I minored in French. Nice
0: the minor i think i forgot i didn't realize that you minored in french
1: yes i am still fluent for what it is (laughs) i definitely need to practice my french more um but yeah i minored in french and then i was able to go study abroad in paris for a semester and then cameroon the following semester so both french-speaking countries which is such a cool experience Mm -hmm. for sure yeah i feel
0: like i always love the option to travel. I didn't get to travel during college, but of course, and as you know, in high school I did. But right. What did you I feel like we haven't really ever talked about it, but like what did you want to be when you grew up? Cuz I always feel like there's like a link to what you're doing now and then what you wanted to be when you were younger.
1: Yeah, for sure. I think maybe thinking about like high school, what I wanted to be when I grew up, I wanted to be a lawyer i also wanted to do something um in foreign affairs like i thought i was going to be a foreign service agent i knew i wanted to do something international i also wanted to do international business um and just as i went to college i realized that there were international pieces to pretty much everything if you kind of look at it more broadly Um, so i kind of took my focus away from like business and then I thought more about foreign service again, um, but I think someone came to speak to my class and they basically were like, oh, do you want to have a life when you get older? <laughs> oh, <gosh. laughs> then don't be a foreign service agent because you're going to be traveling a lot. And um, that was something that was really important to me at the time was to be thinking about future and if I wanted to have a family one day and like those types of things. So. Um, I ended up kind of making a shift and still realizing that I wanted to do something, I guess, Mm -hmm. service-wise, which has always kind of like been a part of the work that I've been interested in. Um, And as I was looking for internships um, my senior year, or going into my senior year of college rather, I came across an internship in insurance, which is something so Mm -hmm. random. Um, I was looking for an opportunity at the time, and um, with the scholarship that i had gotten in high school with the posse foundation they had a really amazing career program and and this was an option and so that's kind of how i ended up in insurance originally so not really much to do (laughs) with foreign service or those things like that but um definitely aspects of the world and helping people and helping people um really indemnify themselves and get back to a place that they were before a loss i think that was kind of what drew me to insurance is like this element of helping others Mm -hmm. yeah I feel like that's always been what
0: how we kind of became friends I guess (laughs) is always kind of being service-based because we were a part of a club was that middle school yeah I think yeah we started in middle yeah we started in it in middle
1: school and is that how we became friends I was Mm -hmm. thinking about that I think so. I was thinking about that too, and I was like, I feel like that was probably it at some point. And then I feel like there's probably an event that we went to together. And I remember going to a basketball game with you. (laughs) Like I remember like hanging out with you at the basketball game. Like that was like one of our first big hangouts. Yeah. And so I was like, was that the first time we really hung out? But I know we had had interactions before that.
0: Yes, because she Amber is in. The grade above me technically we are we're in the okay. same, supposed to be in the same grade but let's not go into the details of that on my end um, but yeah I think that it was definitely the club we were in and then I definitely remember several uh basketball games because at our school that was the thing right, to do being
1: you know? on friday nights
0: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> in middle school to go to but yeah so we would always volunteer together do things together yeah. and um i'm just grateful that you moved back so i can you can catch up and yes i feel like that's always part of our friendship is service and i think you moving back definitely grounded me because as the podcast podcast knows is your girl has been struggling with community and feeling grounded because that's my word of the year in my environment so you being back definitely helped and to see how you've grown has been inspiring to me and yeah just thank you. you in my life and I think that friendship is one that has stood a lot of tests because I feel like even though in college we didn't talk that much um I think it just shows that like you can pick up where you left off
1: that's so real no thank you for saying that I feel the exact same way and just like having you as a friend back home has been so amazing And, and just getting to reconnect with you on a different level and especially like through adulthood and things like that so that's been really great and I also agree with that like I think sometimes like the best friendships are the ones like you said that can pick up right where you left off and that it when you do it feels like no time has passed but the time that has has been like like a value valuable add I guess to that yeah so I totally agree and I'm like so grateful to have you here too and be back
0: yeah because I think that's one of the things as you've probably seen like the meme where, cause this has happened in our friendship of like, can you schedule it at this day, at this time, between like 3 p.m. to five. And like, we've tried to schedule this podcast episode multiple times. So that is definitely real and something that with adult friendships has been definitely like harder to keep up with everyone. And sometimes, like, a pain because I'm like, oh, you wish you're in college again, where like everyone's just around you and it's easier because you can just see each other in passing. And um, how have you kind of handled like your friendships out of uh, college?
1: Absolutely, though, for sure. I hear that and feel that on a whole nother real level. Um, I, I think for me, post college, friendships have been challenging just because um, for me and the ways that I've grown I am normally a person to kind of people please and even with my friends like all if I'm not up for it at times in the past like I would have overextended myself to a point where I was exhausted and I wasn't even present with them and for me I've learned to be honest with my friends like oh I can't meet today or oh can we postpone and I think people that understand and friends that like understand where you may be in your life at those moments will get it and be flexible and also I think there's a level to it too of like being a good friend too like definitely if it's like not just passing up your friends for sure right like blowing them off but really just being intentional and like saying like I want to be present with you like in this moment and right now I can't so like that's really helped me just like being honest with my friends and my friendships and like really um having friends that understand too like that's Mm -hmm. been really great
0: yeah yeah that's important because I think that we can sometimes be afraid to like tell someone like oh I because I know like this happened recently of like oh I'm not I can't do can't meet this person after to get coffee because like I'm just exhausted from work day but I feel bad because I want to see them but I also know if they're like a friend and they truly want to hang out with me that they'll understand if I'm like hey I'm not like you said hey I'm not present gonna be present with you right now like Can we reschedule? Because I think the key is like saying, can we reschedule? Because that also shows that, like, you want to meet them. You just don't, you can't do it right now for whatever reason. So, yeah, that's good. That's something that I'm learning and knowing that, like, it definitely shows the caliber of friends when you can be open and, like, knowing and kind of reevaluating if you have those types of friendships that you can be like honest about like where you at mentally or emotionally or if something happens with family stuff like that
1: so yeah yeah no that's so true it definitely I think provides a level of authenticity to the friendship when you can just like show up how you are and like like I am just exhausted today I still want to hang out with you but just know like if we're hanging out like I might be a little drained or or such and such and I think like that sometimes I feel like, or me at least, like that can even like boost the energy. Like mm-hmm. when it's like, okay, I know I can show up as myself and I'm, I don't have to perform in a certain way. Yeah. Um, so that's so real.
0: Yeah, I think it kind of, yeah, makes you feel like you don't have to perform like you said and also like makes the stakes like lower. Like yeah. you, so you don't, like they're not expecting something of you that you feel like you can't give. And so yeah, I think that's definitely, like I've always mentioned is like friendships are like the key thing, especially in any context. Like you have imagined and like with grief and with everything of like, has that helped you or exposed you to change your perspective on friendships of like going through grief and
1: Oh, absolutely. I know um, just um, with my dad passing away, um, in 2019 from ALS. Um, Around that time, I saw a lot of my friendships shift. Um, I saw friendships that may that honestly like didn't understand what I was going through. And I definitely still love them and give them grace because it's one of those things that you don't really understand until you go through. And and so I try to give my friends grace for that. Um, It may not when they may not have understood like where I was, but I definitely saw um, or may not know how to like interact with that kind of situation, but I definitely saw like the friends that cared in different ways that I needed. And so it made me really realize also like how I wanna be a friend Mm -hmm. too, like Mm -hmm. how I can show up for my friends in that way when they may be going through something. Um, But it definitely like highlighted like what I need out of friendship and like, At those times and like how to communicate it
0: yeah yeah that's definitely important and i think something that you know with the changes with you know your dad and everything of we have both bond on a level of things not going to to plan or you know dealing with certain moments of grief or you know having to move both having like we mentioned both having to move back home like how are you navigating those feelings of like, like, are you regressing because you moved back home or like, how are you going, kind of navigating that?
1: For sure. Definitely therapy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <And, laughs> I'm sponsored by, just kidding. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Seriously. Yeah. I definitely have been dealing with moments of regressing or feel, not regressing, but feeling as though I'm regressing. I think when you go from just being so independent, like living in your own apartment, your own space, and then going into a shared environment and a shared home with other people, there's a level of responsibility that comes with that mm-hmm. when, you, when you're sharing a space. Um, so that's just been an adjustment. And for me, it's like really just keeping at mind, like what was the goal by coming home? For me it was like i needed a reset i want to try to save financially a bit more i want to be around like people that i love and and people that care about me um whether it's in atlanta or like within home um and so the, I, I try to keep those goals at the forefront when i'm really struggling with like why did i have to go through these changes or why did i decide to go through these changes um and really just I think keeping that positivity of it all up front mm-hmm. is really important because um, it helps you remember that you are on the right track and you right. are doing like what you need to do to get to where you want to be I guess
0: you're Right. yeah because I think well at least what I've seen of I think it's more so externally and like if you're looking on Instagram or if you think about like the timeline of other people or what you think you've been taught by society of how your life is supposed to go. I think when I think about the external factors, that's when I get more into my head than like
1: actually where I'm at in life. Yeah. If that makes sense. Absolutely. It's definitely, I think for me, the external factors, it's like people even when you're talking about dating, right? They're like, Oh, mm-hmm. you don't live by yourself or like, Oh you have Roommates or Oh, you're still at home. It's almost like a red flag. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I'm, like, I'm not a red flag. I <laughs> um, but it's, one of those things too i think for me it's also like you said like the outside societal expectation of like when you're supposed to be out of the house when you're supposed to have quote unquote your life together right what your life is supposed to look like at a certain age and sometimes that changes like Mm -hmm. or it may go that way and then shift or like you know and i think just rolling with it if one thing i think the pandemic taught me was just you can't really put expectations on time and like what time in the scenarios that time has for your life yeah or what it should look like so try to just like stay flexible and like getting out of that societal frame yeah
0: Yeah. because i think at the end of the day it may take longer but you'll get to where you're supposed to be and it's like if you're just trying to please instagram or society in quotes, then you're not going to be actually fulfilled when, you know, the person comes or, you know, the job comes or whatever. And I think I've seen that, like, as cheesy as it is, like, it will, it will work out in time and it will be better if it's in the right timing and you're not forcing it than if you're just trying to, like, strive to get something or do something.
1: Absolutely. I definitely... I am always like, God's plan. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I definitely agree with that. And I kind of recently have even been thinking about my own goals in that way and realizing that I was even setting goals for myself based off of like what I thought my LinkedIn should look like or what I mm-hmm. thought social media should say or um, just basically having to reevaluate like what I want without outside context
0: yeah yeah and I think it's like also being aware of like we're so like blessed to be in the situation that we are in that like we can come back home and like and using that to our advantage of just like okay like this may not be where I want but like I'm so grateful that I can come back and like you know in your case like see your family and spend time with them and and stuff and so yeah it's like Coming back to like the (laughs) bare, sometimes the bare minimum (laughs) of life and being like, oh, like people don't sometimes don't have this option to do this or to save money or whatever.
1: Yeah, that's so true. Definitely to keep the privilege of it all at the forefront, too. Like it's definitely a privilege to be able to have a home to come back to. And I'm super grateful for that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Do you think that with your job and everything, have you felt like pressure of not being where you thought you would be at like did you think oh i was going to go back to to school and um do you feel any pressure in that area as well
1: yeah um so i felt comfortable um leaving austin and leaving my tech role cuz i thought that i wanted to go to law school and i was like okay if i leave now i have options down the road where I'm going to go to law school, took the LSAT (laughs) Mm -hmm. um, and really was just trying to think of that plan. And and that really shifted. I I had to like really just be honest with myself. Is like law school right for me right now? Mm -hmm. Am I going to be happy with this timing? Am I happy with the way I'd be applying, whether it was like LSAT school or mindset of application? So I really had to be intentional and make that shift and, and think, like, do I want that type of schooling? And I mm-hmm. think I still knew that I wanted to go to school in some way, which is how I ended up um, applying for the grad program that I'm currently in. Um, but I definitely think I set intention, but it manifested very differently.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Because you definitely think it's going to go one way, and then when you're actually are in the situation you're like oh and I think that's something that we need to also normalize is like changing your mind like it may be like you said still going to school but also it may not be the the um, route that you thought you would take because we're not we're always evolving and we can change our mind I think that's like the difference between like our parents generation and like Mm -hmm. ours is that like yeah we are multi-passionate We're always growing and evolving, and it's okay to change your mind. It's not, and I think in the past, I think it's naive to like change your mind um, a couple times, but I also see it as like we're not meant to just be or do one thing.
1: Right. I definitely struggled with that like hardcore for so long and thinking that, oh, if I change, and I think kind of going back to what we were saying earlier about. Just like social influence of it all or like outside influence of like how you set your boundaries around your life like i was like if i make this change like what are people gonna say or like i literally felt like trapped by change in a way and mm-hmm. change that was good for me so um that's so so important was what you were saying too to
0: continue to have the life we want and to operate in our values we change is inevitable mm-hmm. and like we said like we've gone through things that we didn't think we would so that is caused to you know change or pivot in your life and do you see yourself changing like always sticking with the role that you're in I guess
1: I definitely I definitely see where I want to grow more, mm-hmm. and it may be outside of the role that I'm currently in for sure I think um, going to law school is definitely like still an interest of mine down the road, um, but I definitely think that with the knowledge that I'm gaining in grad school, I definitely can see myself like shifting and finding more creative opportunities for myself. Mm-hmm. I think finding those opportunities where I, I think those are where I thrive in a way, right. and so I definitely see myself potentially like changing areas and being flexible with that and I think maybe like a professional tip is something that I've learned um and just going back to a previous employer is like really leaving in a like classy way Mm -hmm. and like really not Mm -hmm. burning your bridges and really um just making the most and leaving in a way that's beneficial in case you ever do have to go back
0: yeah for sure Yeah, I definitely, that is, I will say amen to that (laughs) that tip because, you know, or even if you, not only if you have to go back, but like maybe they have a connection to someone else or have another opportunity or like they leave somewhere and then they have an opportunity open that you'd be interested in is definitely... If you have any more, I love a good job (laughs) career tip. If you have any more, please. I have so
1: many little little nuggets randomly in
0: there. Um, But don't you mainly work from
1: home? I do. And I've actually, even in my previous role, I've been working from home since March 2020. So, yeah, yeah, beginning of, and definitely had to reevaluate a lot like how I work, time management, and I honestly I've learned so much about myself just how I work working from home yeah and also what free time looks like in Mm -hmm. making sure I am really creating a work-life balance like we a lot of times like society like throws that term around but it's like what does that really mean like sometimes work-life balance is putting like a 10 minute walk (laughs) on your calendar (laughs) and getting fresh air because it's definitely a different environment to be in the environment, it's college in a way, similarly, when you're in the same environment all the time doing all the things, but home is like your home and kind of, yeah, the place that's yours. You
0: know. Yeah. Do you have any work from home tips? Because I could use better work from home <laughs> tips.
1: <laughs> like, am I the one that should be giving you of um, I definitely, for me, I am a big color coder. I Ooh, okay. need sticky notes and highlighters. Um I also just with organizing time, I have to block off time on my calendar. Okay. Um what I'll do is I'll just make maybe like 30 minutes here for emails, 30 minutes there for other tasks, like 30 minutes or an hour there mm-hmm. um for something else, but I'll like color code the blocks on the calendar so okay. it's like okay. Now I know I have to switch and do something else and it just kind of helps me get through the day um and block off time but also have it physically somewhere
0: yeah that makes sense I tried to I tried to do the I guess it's the pomodoro method of like yes. I think it's kind of similar to what you're saying of just putting a timer because my ADHD can like be like yes. here there <laughs> everywhere <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I'm trying to do all the things but I think it's also, like, more rewarding to get something done or a little bit of something done in a faster amount of time. And to mm-hmm. feel like, and it does help at times for me if I really sit down with it that I'm like, oh, that actually got done quicker than I thought or mm-hmm. is, it was easier than I thought.
1: So. That's true. I definitely love the Pomodoro method. I was using that the other day. <laughs> and like you said, it's definitely great, especially, I think, looking forward towards the break, even if you are kind of just trying to push through a task. Or like you said, the task just seems like it flew by.
0: Yeah. If anyone doesn't know, I don't know if you do. I've heard people do set a timer for 20 minutes or 25 yeah. or like 30. Some people do it differently. Yeah. Do you set it for what's your timing?
1: I normally do 25 and then five minute break.
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. What about you? Do you? I
0: do 20 and then five minute break. No, adjust cool. be flexible people yeah. <laughs> you know because yes. sometimes I'm like that 25 I'm, yeah. I'm looking at my phone and <laughs> no, that's
1: real for sure I think depending on how for me how long the task is I've definitely done the 20 for sure mm-hmm. um just depending on how long the task is like if it is longer I'll try to do the 25 just so it's like okay I'm getting I feel better about getting more of a chunk of it done yeah
0: but. yeah for sure do you have any like Boundaries you set after a work day
1: Absolutely, um, I was not good at this in the past at all But now I completely shut down my computer. Mm-hmm. Like I completely turn it off shut it down um, I don't have notifications on my phone
0: um, oh, I really
1: tried to make sure I'm I'm grateful that I have that work life where I can just shut it down and not have to worry about doing work after Um, but it's so important because if not, that's like time away from being present with your friends and and Mm -hmm. things like that. And, and I, um, had a situation where like a friend was coming to visit me, um, and I was working and so focused on work and I had my notifications on, I was not Mm -hmm. present with my friend at all and I was off. So it's like, okay, I need to just make sure I'm not. Doing this live, my, my friend is here. <laughs> right,
0: yeah, 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 that's important. And I think for me, I see it like work life balance as like a flow instead of always labeling it as balance because I think I heard someone say um, that you're always going to lean more towards one thing in a different time or period of life because it's always going to be like if work is more, you may lean to have to. Be flexible and kind of readjust here, there with timing with friends or family or whatever or your love life or whatever that means. So it's more of just looking at it as like a flow instead of, I think sometimes when we say balance, it can put a lot of like pressure on things yeah. than we need to because any given time we're always going to, as humans, I feel like we're always going to put more effort in one area, like unintentionally or ten- intentionally. And so we have to, like, always, like, readjust in a way.
1: Yes. Flow is such a good way to look at it. I'm going to start using that. (laughs) It's hard because I I feel
0: like we're always wanting to stay balanced. Mm -hmm. But I think sometimes if I look at it, even as just being, like, a a flow of life and just because things ebb and ebbs and flows. so.
1: I will cite Lauren for that. I will be using it. I,
0: I can confirm that I probably I most likely did not come up with that. Just FYI. So no one at me or take me down, cancel me. Um, so just FYI. Um, do you I think for our generation, especially like we've already mentioned, do you have any tips of like working through comparison whether that's like i know we probably already talked a lot about this but just any like last words about people kind of questioning like their timeline and um whether that's like their love life career um
1: friendships whatever that may be absolutely i think sometimes when you're in the situation and you're questioning why did this happen the way it did or why did this breakup happen? Or like, why did the situation go the way it did? When you're in it, it's definitely, it can be hard and challenging to really push through those thoughts. But for me, I try to see, okay, what's the bigger picture here? Like Mm -hmm. I said, like, what's God's plan for me? Like, how is this going to manifest later? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Like, I can't see it now. I don't know what's happening. Like, why is this happening to me right now? But really just keeping, like, faith and hope that something better is going to happen and it is going to work in your favor. Mm -hmm. And as you're, really, like, sit with yourself in those moments, too, because I think a lot of times, at least for me, like, those are the times when I feel the most vulnerable and I feel like I'm the most, like, pure with my own thoughts. And really just saying, okay, like, setting a plan, giving yourself time and space to Feel your feelings and Mm -hmm. feel the frustration or feel the grief and sadness, but you're like, how can I best show up for myself in this moment and for after I get, when I get out of this period? So sometimes you might have to push through and like plan a little bit Mm -hmm. as well and just say, how can I be a better, better version of myself out of this?
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's good. That's really good. Well, Amber, thank you for taking the time to talk with me. I appreciate it. (laughs) Mind you, I don't think I ever said this, but this is my first in person interview. So hopefully (laughs) the audio is okay since we only have one mic. (laughs) We're going to make it work, Yes, and yes, I appreciate it, and I don't know if you want people following you, but sure. if you can, where
1: can we find you on Instagram? Yeah, no, absolutely no. Thank you, Lauren, so much for having me, and just also for your friendship in general, and also being in person, but <laughs> you can follow me on Instagram, um, I guess it's at Abernathy, i feel like now i just millennialized <laughs> myself i said at that's not even, at ambidextrous to yeah and i guess the at symbol goes after so yeah i don't know how you would say that <laughs> i never know really how to say that but
0: thanks again and yeah. homies i hope this helps you with today tonight
1: or tomorrow talk to you soon